What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the best hair in the business, FM3 underscore on Twitch.tv, Fran Mirabelle the third. What's up? Welcome back from Judges Week. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Joining me back from Judges Week is none other than the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee, representing What's Good Games, a new episode each and every Friday on YouTube and podcast services around the globe. What's up, gents? Nothing, we're back. I know. Greg thinks it's Monday. Do you, what day, what day of the week does it feel like for you? Yeah, it, Monday's a good one because it, we were gone for so many days yeah. in a row, but there's been so much work over the last like yeah. 24 hours, sure. publishing the show oh, and everything. Right, yeah. Catching up. And like the E3 blitz has begun. Yeah, and inboxes I, are just nuked right now. I you just can't, can't find anything. In I just want to tell everyone I'm busy. <laughs> it's. I mean, honestly, we're to the point now where it, it's fair. That's a fair response. You are right? hey, busy, I, by the way. That's hey, we have 14 thing. games coming to E3. Can we book your time? Like, no. No. I know I'm not even going to go out into diming out big publishers, but one of the big ones just yesterday was finally like, all right, we're ready to book. Can we get three hours of your time? Like, fuck you. <laughs> That's what you can get. You can fuck you. Well, they're definitely I watching the show and know exactly. Like, oh, they know who they are, right? Let's call them Ruby Soft. They know who they, know who they are and what they're doing. Meanwhile, Renendo hasn't even fucking answered an email of what they're doing. What the fuck do you guys want me to do? You know what I mean? Keep emailing PlayStation for demo times. They won't answer either. To be fair, right? None. This this is every E3 every of course, year. Of like, course. You always hear, when when are we going to plan it? You know, the team's asking, when, when is we going to have the first meeting? And you're like, just wait, because nobody knows what's going on until about three weeks before yeah, E3. That's yeah, just that's the way really that it goes good. every year. Yeah. Yeah. But if you didn't under, understand any of that, uh, Andrea and I were at E3 Judges Week uh, all week long. Uh, so it's our fir- my first day in the office, your first day in the office. Secret. So it's totally Thanks, screwed Kevin. everything up. Yeah. We have a lot of secrets. This whole book here, my little black book. Off, jacked full of impossible information that I can't share because it's all embargoed except for many games today that we're going to talk about that aren't embargoed. So that's it. Because, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, three, sometimes four, best friends gather on this table, each coming to talk about the video games they love and what's going on in the industry and what they've been playing and what Kevin's eating. What are you eating, Big Katie? <laughs> It's a salad. All right, good. good You're sitting you, with buddy. it. Exactly, exactly. If you like that, you can watch the show live <laughs> as we record it or early without any ads, plus a pre and post show over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. If you have no, or kind of funny games, damn. I'm trying to ad lib the intros as I go. You know good. I, mean? I actually like it. Oh, uh, by the way, a Tim, a house fell on him. Not here. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash kind of funny games. True. You can get it early, ad free, all that jazz. If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal, of course, you can go. To youtube.com slash kind of funny games on Monday. We put it up as a big video on MP3. What are you cracking up at, Nick? I actually had a deeper layer joke than I, than I thought at first. The house fell on him. Is he, that make him the wicked witch? Yeah, We got him. <laughs> we got him good, Andrea. High five. Little striped socks sticking out. Uh, housekeeping for you, of course, the kind of funny games E3 showcase <laughs> is Monday, June 10th at. 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch it live on YouTube.com slash games. We are doing a YouTube premiere. So that's your one place to go get it. Enjoy it. One of the many E3 conferences that we'll be talking about. Obviously, we'll be reacting live to the rest of them. Not PC, obviously. Come on now. Well, <sighs> one of these days. Yep. You want to? That's going to be your initiative. You're going to push for yeah. the, us to uh, pay attention to the PC one. You I'm not saying the PC conferences ever work out that well, but you should pay more attention to PC D3. That's all. The the PC the PC gamer show though is not something that I think it's ever has ever lit the world on fire. I think the biggest no. news that came out of that show last year was the Age of Empires yeah. remake. Yeah. Right? I think for, that was it. For the record, it usually just falls into that Devolver category, even yeah. upload VR category, and what I the showcase category. If we weren't doing the showcase ourselves, right. right? Of like, oh cool, they're announcing it. 
games. I don't know if it's worth us reacting and trying to like you know keep up new stuff. I, I watch it. I keep up with it of what they do. But it's like, does I, it have the hype behind it? No. Yeah. I, I yeah. I think we've all dreamt of having a PC show to rally around. But the, honestly, they're very hard to do because PC is not still not like Xbox or PlayStation. And you try to like you, turn you guys it into have that. no souls. No, I'm saying that it's not like it's a publisher, a single publisher or uh, a, you know, distributor with a bunch of games. Now it's, it's like, not even one storefront, and I hear that's a huge problem. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> that's what we need is the Epic Store oh, That would go over That would well. go over real well. Anything Epic would do And then there's a Steam conference. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's how it would go. That's yep. how it all have to happen. You I'm know? excited about this year's part. E3. Overall, though, because yeah. you can't say... How uh, excited should we be for oh, E3 based on what you know? Oh, based on what we know? I mean, what are the games we played or stuff? You should be excited. This, we talk about some kind of funny games daily today. Like, why? Yeah, and there's no PlayStation. Okay, whatever. Still, it's E3. There are was, you kidding me? This was the best showing across the board for a Judges Week that I've had almost definitively. Really? There was something at every appointment that I went to that I was interested in and really enjoyed my time with, and that almost never happens. So I was very impressed by everything that we saw, and I'm really excited to play more and to yeah. see more and yeah. to see how the community reacts to some of the stuff we got to see today. Yep. Yeah, Ubisoft. Or this week, that news say. was just coming out how they have a total of four AAA games before mm -hmm. March 2020 in the fiscal year, and you do forget in the late gen that things are so well tuned that there are there's always some of these end of the generation surprises. We don't know when the next consoles are coming out, but probably end of 2020 or early 2021. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited to see what's out there. But yeah, when you look ahead, you're like, we've been doing anticipated games. You're like, oh, I don't know. Like Nintendo's got some stuff, but you're like, what else? Nintendo's is got so Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's Animal all we're going to be talking yeah. about. Animal Crossing. But E3, hopefully we'll answer some questions. <laughs> we talked about that last week. We're going to talk about Judge Week in a second. Right now, I need to thank Patreon producers James Hastings and Mohammed Mohammed. We couldn't do this without you, right, Nick? Heck yeah. That's my man. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Robin Hood, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the Kind of Funny Games cast with what is and forever will be. What you playing? Uh, Fran? What have you been playing? A lot of games on the list today. Fran, you're the one who didn't go to Judges Week. You said I'm too good for that. I won't leave my streaming. I won't leave my streaming community behind. I need to be there for them. I need to remind people that I have an Epic Game Store code. I need to be on. What did you? What did you? So you played Rage Two while we were gone. Yeah, Rage Two was the thing that I finally got to jump into. We had actually were we at the preview event way back when together. Were, yeah. yeah, with Tim Willits. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite some time ago, um, and what a journey it's been. But it's been quiet, and then boom, it hit. I'm playing on PC. Okay, first of all, runs amazing on PC. Yeah, no obviously it's id. I was gonna say <laughs> that id. But, but you know, some games, depending on how they are, they they chop or they take more resources. Well, it's, and that's fair because it's actually Avalanche's engine. For well, Rage 2, it's not id's. Oh, that's right. It's it not is on their engine, but of course mm -hmm. working with id, and you know, once right. they get a hold of anything. But uh, it runs incredibly well for starters. But long story short, I went into it with pretty much lowered expectations regardless of what the reviews were. Why were the expectations lower? Just because the narrative, and it's been fair, is like it's because it's kind of quiet. Like totally, we heard a little right? bit about Rage, and then kind of quiet, and sometimes when that happens, sometimes it's by intent, is that they don't want to like 
do preview stuff because they don't want any mixed reviews. So 100%. That's not really why, but I just haven't had a reason to be excited. Here's uh, my optics on it were this that obviously I remember when you guys went to see it at the preview event. Rage One wasn't my cup of tea, so I just didn't pay attention. I'm not the shooter guy. Yeah. Uh, I saw you guys you go to the preview event. You come, well, come on. Division's not a shooter, buddy. That's a way of life. All right. You know what I'm saying? Wolfpack. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much, Kev. Uh, no, that. And then it was, you know, on Games Daily that week where it was like, or the week before where somebody's like, you know, Rage is out next week. Nobody's talking about it. I was like, yeah. that can't be right. And I look at the data. I'm like, yeah. fuck, Rage 2 is out next week. Everybody well, felt that way. I've literally had, and Andrea and I, I don't know if she, Andrea's better at her job than me. I've had my head down all week at Judges Week. <laughs> How did the reviews net out? Did people just not like it? Or? It's like 70, I okay. think, right now. Metacritic. Yeah, Metacritic. It's funny. I turn my nose about it, not because I don't appreciate Metacritic. It's that there's so many reviews in there. You get this, like, I'm going to come off. No, we can absolutely turn our nose up at Metacritic. I've had my beef with them for a long time. Yeah, I appreciate the effort, but there's so many reviews. So, in other words, I like to talk about reviews you trust or Sure, what's my IGN game spot? Where are they? uh, Surprisingly, this is the biggest thing that stood out to me. Dan Stapleton, if you know him. Sure, Is like the most cynical (laughs) review robot that you know. He does love PC. It's his one, you know. Ah, there it is. This is how I got him. Probably, but um, he gave it an eight, I think. Okay. And I was like surprised. Dan's a hard, he's he a hard the, sell. He's, he's a hard one sell. One of the reviews. highest reviews out there okay. uh, the last, of the short list that I saw. But it's getting between six to eights. And interestingly, it's a narrative a little like uh, Days Gone, but without all the bugs and stuff, where it's this. Some people are like, I don't know, I got kind of bored after a while, like some of the mechanics. But there's another side of which you're like, I really like it. Um, and, the, and the thing to really like about it is just the core gunplay and yeah. combo mm-hmm. mechanics mm-hmm. you earn like a lot of stuff and it just feels really good to get into battle um driving and stuff i still don't like that much okay but uh my quick review is i'm only you know maybe five hours in i'm playing on hard mode just because i like when it's skill well but i not because i'm really good at this stuff but in skill-based games i like to be sort of informed when i hit that wall and be like you need to upgrade your skills. What's it going to be? And that's how I play. That's how I played God of War as well. Gotcha. So I'm liking it so far, but it's definitely... Are you going to stick with it to, to the end? Absolutely. Um, probably, but there's no like PvP and multiplayer and no... They're doing some post-release content, but I think that's going to be for the hardcore. But um, Tim I'm liking it. gave us the indication that multiplayer was not part of their plans at all. Um, I'm also really looking forward to diving in. I loved the first Rage, and it was also a very divisive game. Either it, You either loved it or you were like this game is trash um and so i know that people who liked the first one have kind of a mixed reviews about this one particularly what they did different. with the narrative yeah um but if they improve the gunplay which sounds like they did sounds like they still have the best shotgun in video games <laughs> um so we'll see yeah, people how love it is. the raid shotgun but uh if you like shooters it's definitely in that six to eight range. I can already say that. And Nikki Scarpino, you, we brought you off the KFAF bench to come talk about this. Yeah, I was warming playing. that. I was warming that real hard. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm, uh, I've been playing it for a while now, and I really like it. I yeah? was, uh, yeah, it was. It's interesting because for me, this is one of those games that you would not think this is a Nick Scarpino jam. But I just got, to, I just beat New Dawn, and I'm like, I really want another game like that where it's this big open world where you just kind of grind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this is scratching that itch. I will give, yeah, I will give it a shout out. The shooting mechanic is a little bit more arcadey than you'd find mm-hmm. in a Far Cry game, which I actually like. Yeah, that's, it, yeah, that's id shooting though, right? Yeah, it's very it much. Feels I very mean, Doom. It feels very Doom. Actually, it feels tighter than Doom. Honestly, it feels huh? because there's a lot, there's a lot more uh, intricacies to it, and the the way they have their powers uh, structured in it, I think, is really really cool, and they're they're fairly unique. Um, and it does reward exploration, but 
it's it's very weird coming from a Far Cry game where where the world feels so alive, going to this where it's just it's just empty, mm-hmm. and there's a lot there's of driving nothing in, in between. It. You mean there is, and you can discover stuff, but but Far is that Cry by design or yeah, um, I, it, it it wants you to get out there, but uh, you know my, my, I play through. I'm I'm the kind of guy that like I get in and I start exploring immediately, and whatever I find, I just try to like I try to take over. It's like the first thing I did, I took over a bandit's uh, den that was like. I didn't realize how hard it was like a like a level five or six and I had like one gun yeah. and it took me three hours to oh beat. Oh my god! And I and, and you, it didn't occur to me just walk first. away and level up and come back. And I'm like no. I'm not letting that's this not go. The I'm not letting way. this go because that's how you learn. That's how you train. Um, <laughs> and then every other. I mean, I literally have not come across a bandit's then that's that bad since I've been yeah. playing for almost ten hours probably. Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah, you're all in there. Yeah, so I, I'm loving it in the show, and I can confirm the shotgun is freaking amazing. What, uh, that give me an example. Like in Far Cry New Dawn, like. There's like Buffalo and so yeah, I mean like that, car- that, like what's different? To be honest, that's one of the that's a that's a blessing and a curse for Far Cry. I feel because it really like it takes you out of the narrative when you get attacked by a bear and you have to worry about a fucking Wolverine coming at your coming yeah. at your your nads and you're like what? Like, it just the world feels so alive and there's so much else going on in it that you're Wolverine like why why should I care about the overarching story about what's though. happening? I'm gonna get the email. Is, hey, can we use that as a box quote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rage is empty. I was like, wait, but there's like. Caravans that roll by, it does have, you know, bandits that are littered around. How is it well, different than Far Cry in, in, in terms of emptiness? Because Far Cry no is like that on steroids. Right. Like if you like stop so for five seconds, you yeah. get attacked That's by something. That's the Ubisoft open world way, right? Yeah. It's like the perpetual distraction, yeah. right? So you're going from point A to point B, but then you stop 10 times along the way mm-hmm. because there's a guy on the side of the road that needs help. And or you there's see an a animal you can hunt. And, and then there's like, some right. uh, crafty materials you can get. That's just Ubisoft open yeah. worlds overall. Yeah. And Rage and Rage 2 aren't like that. I had hoped that they would improve because they are te- they teamed up with Avalanche, mm-hmm. who you know specializes in making open world games. Yeah. And it sounds like, from what I've heard, that it's better, but it's not great. And so that there still is an emphasis yeah, the, on getting in your vehicles and driving from point A to point B, and not really getting out to explore. It is more than I was going to say. The caravans seem to be, or when just crews of cars roll by, and you can upgrade your vehicles. That seems to be the one thing that they were counting on. That Have is, you rolled but, into any crazy? But the problem fights? is, like, there's no. I mean, maybe I haven't yep. come across the stories yet, but there's not a lot of incentive to do that. You can just dodge the caravans. You don't really yeah. need, to, you and, don't need and, to. And honestly, a lot of the main story missions that I've that I've done so far, again, I'm only maybe midway through the game, but does not revolve around you having to do anything with those caravans. So other than other than leveling up and getting specific, yeah, I think like, you can get materials and stuff to help yeah. level yourself up. So um, are you enjoying this because of it, or because of you just this is filling in the gap between the next other thing you're actually going to get? Super no, into. I actually I actually like this because it feels a little bit more pared down than than a Ubisoft open okay. world game. So it's not like overwhelming with the things to do. Yeah, because at after map. a certain point, you just go, what the, what am I doing? Why am I fishing right now? Like I don't need to fish. <laughs> there is a psychotic like Nick's like, like uh, religious cult leader out there that I'm supposed to take down but I'm also kind of intrigued with the bass that's happening you know (laughs) so like I do like that it's sparse and it does kind of buy into that post-apocalyptic sort of world my only real criticism of the game so far is that you just don't care about the story at all Yeah, Mm. the story is so generic bad guy uh, the acting doesn't really and, and the and tonally a lot of the acting is a little weird because like everything's kind of peppy and you're like this is a weird vibe to have yeah it's it's very 80s cheese where a lot of the lines are said like for instance when you leave your car your car's like super happy and like hey see you later have fun out there be careful and you're like okay your car I get what the vibe you're going for 
It's a lot more fun than I would think if people are like eating each other on the side of the road. But well, whatever. that's why they put all the neon colors in it this time around. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I do think it's worth pointing out a little bit of the detail if you're not familiar with what they did with Rage 2 and even over Rage 1. There's just like so many skill trees and power. So there's- It's a what, lot. There's like four to six different, call them vendors or people that account for different skill trees. Some are focused on skill and combat, others are survival. And like you do get points and have to go all over the map collecting those points to do it. But just as an example, yeah, when you start, you have like what a pistol and an assault rifle, and that's it. Pretty much, yeah. Like almost nothing, and you. But you can, can level. Jump, yeah, you can you literally can level up the guns, and then also modify the guns. Yeah. So it's like there's, and, and that's also kind of it's a confusion yes, you factor can, for you me. Can upgrade each gun and modify them and with modify mods. Them. Yeah, they have core they mods. They have core mods that you come in, so you have to pick, you can make the gun stronger, but then you can also modify yeah. them. And there's a, there's just a lot of, of those in there to a point where it's a little confusing at times. Yeah. Because I just got to the um, the part where you have to, uh, you can upgrade part. yourself. Oh, okay. But you've already been doing that. But you go to a doc, like a vendor that's like a medical doctor, oh, and he'll yeah. upgrade the core. But you oh, don't. you get you take the parts like the the gland and the, yeah, yes. But that's conf- it's a little confusing because I'm like I thought I already did with the nanotrite stuff. And it's like, a little the it is confusing. Know. Like all of these games, yeah. like I, I'd argue that Destiny and Division, any of these that do that, but. But just to finish the example, it is cool that, so when you start out, right, you just have the basics and you melee someone and you slide. And if you think that's all that's there, absolutely not. No. You get, you know, ground pound slams. You get, what else do you Dashes, get? Dashes. You, yeah. you get like a shock. You can put up barriers. There's one that's a double jump, which yes, I think every every <laughs> shooting game should have a double jump because it is a fucking game yeah. changer <laughs> and it's great. And that's the point. If you level that up, by the way, spoilers, you can float in the air while you shoot people. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like you See, can actually, if you, of... if you jump up and shoot someone, it gives you another second. So if you keep shooting people, you can keep floating cool. in the air. That's it's useless, but it's awesome. Yeah. You can kick back grenades, and then if you level that up, you can kick them back to the people that threw them. It's nice. awesome. And that, that was Doesn't the point sound I wanted, useless to me. Yeah, that was the point I wanted <laughs> that to, part's awesome. to land on, is that I think if you're going to like Rage 2, it's not for the story, and it's not for the open world, and some of that, it's like, it's all it's right. for the chaos. When you it's for the mechanics. eject yourself out of your car, which is the power <laughs> you can get, and then start shooting at people, and combine it with these powers, and then you get a gun where you tag someone that you can point at them with the missile that tracks it, you start playing in this really just causey way, I think. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make it special if yeah. you're going to be into it. But if you can't stand collecting all your points and driving around, it may not be for you. Interesting. Yeah. Story real bad. Jump on there, Andy. Andy, I, like, you've I been just, playing. I, Fuck, you, it's, I encountered it's an nowadays. N- you get one of them, you have to get the other. I encountered like an NPC ruffles. the other day that I just could not give a less a shit about where during the dialogue, I just wanted it to end. Uh, the best Stop NPC, talking. easily Rahul Kohli, right? Easily Rahul he's Kohli. He's in the game multiple is times. Is he really? He's, my, he's the vendor. He's Garcia, the, the doctor. Oh, but he's also a guy me. named uh, Wafer Thin Jim. Huh, uh, right. He's just kind of like a, a random guy. But um, I, I don't give a shit at all about anything. that I couldn't tell you what's happening in the story. I really can't. So... And they really want to have playful NPCs like Borderlands does. Yeah. Where you, in Borderlands, I met so many characters that I Memorable. wanted to talk to them yeah. and like learn more. I've, I felt complete opposite with all of this. I'm only sticking with this game because taking over camps is really fun and the combat's great. Right. I feel like I've been spoiled by the movement in Apex to where like <laughs> I want it to feel like that here, but the slide doesn't feel quite right. Decent slide though. It, it's Not quite it's okay. Apex. It's almost there, but like it, <laughs> it's still slide. the combat again is like they nailed everything. Cool. The the id shooting that you're that you've you know grown accustomed to is fantastic. It's like uh, cool. It's funny, I had something else to say about it and I forgot. Oh no, I just, maybe one more point about the story stuff. I feel like too many games, Days Gone included, they're suffering from 
it's my speculation, but now they have access to make cutscenes a lot easier in game. They start producing like all these story moments oh, that Christ. make you sit there and Christ. watch. I have a theory. And okay. you guys tell me because it's a it's a big one. And I'm gonna Kevin, drop throw it. up the Fran theory. Yeah, and I'm tired of it if it's true. And your developers and publishers that are causing this, but this is completely hypothesizing. You're given a number of how long your critical path has to be. Guess what? Once you have all of it filled out, you start thinking, how can I stretch this out? Because I'm like 10 hours behind or three <laughs> hours behind. And right. you start placing cutscenes in between oh, everything. God. Because I got into dialogue scenes. I skip, both, I skip all of them. Both in this I don't game. Buy it. No, no way. Both. Do you know how expensive it is to do cutscenes? In game cutscenes? No. Recording audio. That's like the extent of it. In game cutscenes. Oh, I'm talking about. You're not, talking about. Okay, so you're not talking about not a fully fledged mode. Okay. okay. I'm talking about in Days Gone when you stand there and you walk with someone Where it up cuts the between, path yeah. forever. And in the same in many other games. And it happens in this game too. God, it's that terrible. That you get a brief cutscene and then they sit at their desk and they talk to you and follow you while you talk to them for. A really long time. A long right? time. I skip them all, honestly. Once after the chest. first intro, okay. I see what you're saying. Point rescinded. I was with Andrew for a second. Yeah. I was like, I thought you were talking about like mocap. No, no. he's talking no, about no, not performance. He's talking by about actors. when you have to get the backstory Absolutely of a no side character that you don't give a shit about. Well, like yeah, yeah. Standing a 15 at a fifteen-minute-long right? monologue about how we haven't seen that ranger in years, and, so and, it, and I get it. It's <laughs> world building, but at a certain point, you, it, you, that little skip button comes up. Press square to skip, and I'm fucking hammering that thing. Every video game writer listening or watching the show is crying. Tier By the way, right I do. But that's where I believe it's two things. One, it's temptation that now that the tools are a bit easier to make in-game cutscenes, uh, it's tempting to put more of that stuff in and try to world build. But on the other side, I actually do worry sometimes that your critical path that you want to make it longer. Like, how often do we say, like, why didn't you just make that? Like, days gone. Think about it. Why yeah, didn't they just make it a 30-hour game instead of a 60-hour game? That's what yes. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I've said it Without before. I've beaten the drama for a long time. I think that inside of days gone's 50 hours, there's a great 10-hour, there's an amazing 10-hour game. Yes. But I, I, I don't even know if it's true because I think, honestly, what it is in a lot of the days gone, forced walks, forced rides where yeah. you talk to each other. The Red Dead, if you will. Is I think in a lot <laughs> of ways, people are using that nowadays because they know people skip cutscenes and they want to give you more information and they want to give you this world and like they're that's Why? what they're pushing but, did, but that's yeah. the thing like what, it, there's a difference between it. hey we need to have the story beat and hey we're holding you hostage oh, I know I'm not, I'm not arguing for it at all I'm just saying it's, I think that's what it is when I when but for me and I know everybody's different but I I just look at the gameplay and there's no gameplay there sure uh, it's just sure. story building and like it's I want just play an excuse to put another I mean, thing on your map we can talk about the people who do right and do wrong right like you're talking about the days gone stuff which I thought did it wrong, right? Which did hold you yeah. hostage. Here's a all the stuff you yeah, did for no reason, right? Petition with the whole God thing. of War, right? Is the one cut the whole time, and like when you are walking or in the boat, like I found, I've yes. I know it's a tired Greg story, but like I wouldn't get out of the boat till the conversation the that was happening just Those for Mimir the bullshit. Stories are the best part, right? Like I was like, yeah, <laughs> but you could get out of the boat. Yep, and the stories were actually awesome, and the performance was awesome. So well, that's the difference. And like the know. cool part about that is like you would get out of the boat, and he'd be like, "Oh, finish it another time." Yeah, yeah. and then and you get would. back in the boat, and he would finish the story. Well, I mean, that shit still bad. happens in fucking days gone. The amount of times where I'm having a conversation, I get attacked, and I pop I just, off, and I get back on. I'm like, all right, what were you saying? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just got attacked by a fucking giant freaker bear. Yeah. I just um, think about, you know, the heartbeat of the game sometimes, and it's like, I think we get a little carried away sometimes with all the... I, I like story. I'm definitely less so than others, but... I, I think we really got to look at the heartbeat of these games and be careful. Yeah. Not to go in these long stretches or put too much in because I, I'm with you, man. I actually like Days Gone more than you, and I think there's an amazing 12, 15 hour game. Totally. And why? 100%. Yeah. I think, think they had that at their fingers. I mean, even with Rage, there's, there's, there's the very big line that needs to be drawn between quality versus quantity. Yeah. If I just get to the point where I feel like you're just feeding me quantity, 
I, that's when I start feeling like I'm wasting my time. That's when I start feeling things are a chore. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want I don't want these games to be a chore. I want them to be some a fun net. What's the next fun goal? Which is the, which brings me to my only other criticism, which is <laughs> sorry, Andy. <laughs> Andy threw his hand up. Andy's oh, okay. raising his hand. Um, which discussion. was that the fast travel in this game needs to be way more. Oh really? You yeah. Have more I, and, options? and it's possible that I haven't upgraded a perk yet to it, but. Uh, New Dawn did something really great where they're just like, let's call a spade a spade. If you discover a, a, an area, you can immediately there. fast travel there. Which, when you're jumping around the map as big as that, is such an integral part. That's the thing. That, that's the one thing that kept me from getting bored in New Dawn. Mm. Was I was like, oh, well, at least I can just fast travel over that location, take a boat real quick, and I'm there. Whereas here, they want you to drive a lot, and I'm like, after the first hour of driving, I'm like, I don't want to fucking yeah. drive anymore. So I just want to get about horseback riding in Red Dead after yeah. 35 hours. Oh, also, it does this really, really bad thing where when you are, and it doesn't do it enough to where I feel like it may have been like a last Seneca uh, addition to the game where when you're introduced to a character, it like does this thing where it becomes a still shot of them the graph thing? with this like, motion graphic and it's like, this is so-and-so. He's been my friend for forever. But little do we old. know, the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's got a lot coming. Like It does like this really crappy thing. And, but, and, and it does it like three times in the first ten minutes and then it didn't happen again for like five more hours where you're introduced to someone else and you kind of forget that that's a thing that they introduced. That it doesn't happen enough, but I... It may be that it doesn't happen enough because I spent so much time doing side missions and stuff. And then you get to, finally to a story beat where it's like, <laughs> Professor such and such. <laughs> this guy. But it's just like, oh, it's so cringy, dude. <laughs> it's just, totally right. I want to go. I want to YouTube those clips. I it's see. really, really bad. Um, and then also the game. I'm playing on PS4 Pro. And so I don't know if uh, PC if, sucks. Fuck you, friend. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, this is a really important point. I don't know if they are uh, if they were really going for the goal of sixty frames per second, and uh, and thus uh, sure. the the visuals suffer quite a bit. Yeah. Because this game is not really pretty at all. Like compared no, really. to a game like Doom or Wolfenstein. Oh man. This game is really unattractive. I think. Huh. Yeah. It it's, looks good on PC. I, I haven't seen that. it. It I just would, feels really bland and like it doesn't look sharp. It doesn't feel like what it reminds me of is when I played. It feels like an HD remaster of like when you play Bioshock Infinite from last gen, and my, it's like you're playing it now. My guess, Andy, is they did shoot for the 60 instead of the fidelity, which I it's appreciate. Yeah. Does it run well at 60? Oh yeah, it runs great. Yeah, I haven't had any hitches awesome. or anything like that, uh, but I do feel. How does it compare to Apex on PS4 Pro? What, what visually? visually? Yeah, oh, I think I think Apex looks much better. Much better. Yeah, okay. but uh, but it could be a thing that like I've played on 4K. I've played on my 4K TV. Whether it's putting out a 4K signal, I don't know. But I do think that it may be putting out at like 900p or something like that because it just doesn't look That'd like super. Even when on I'm PS4 playing on my monitor, was all checkerboard anyway. Even when I'm on my monitor, my 1080p monitor, when I'm playing on my like desk it's setup, it's not sharp. It enough, just huh? doesn't look like a really yeah. new game. I don't know. I'm playing on a plasma in 1080p. I think it looks great. Yeah. So if, I don't know. I, I, I have not noticed any visual. I, th I think I think it's. I thought it was pretty Far, stunning. Far Cry looks awesome. This game just kind of looks like, like muddy. Soft like there's a film over it. I don't know. Some of it could be the motion bar. I actually had to turn motion bar off on PC. Really? Because it was in, and I have, you know, normally on a powerful computer when you have motion blur, like it can be blurry, but it doesn't make everything look blurry. This just was way too blurry for me, uh, so I turned it off. Interesting. Maybe that's part of it, the way it's translating. It's not bad on console. It's not that bad. I've noticed the motion okay. blur. Now. It's really it blurry off, on uh, PC, for me anyway. Um, but I think as well, last note is that Rage 2 on, I think, PS4. And Xbox non-pro, non-X, if it's 30. Have you heard this? Oh, I didn't know of course it would it be. Is. Which makes sense. Yeah, but no, the, the base FYI, consoles can't can't push a game like 
rage and sixty. I mean, they could. They sure. just gotta. There's so much work to be done, you know, to drop. I it, don't. But, I honestly don't yeah. think the base PS4 could do it. Well, I mean, of course it can. It's just they have to strip so much out to get sixty frames, you know. Right. It's possible. So no. Oh. It just would look. There's no okay, textures. Okay. Okay. <laughs> friend, I know. It would just be. Sure. It would just be colors. That's all In you would get. In the world of black and, and no white, yes, it's possible. I just don't want people to think that we don't believe that PS4 can do sixty frames. It does it with mini games, but um, not at this detail. Hmm. Anyway, that's why you play on PC, everybody. No, it's not. Hook it's it up to your TV, even. Get your compact Presario. <laughs> Your Novoto, Novato, Novino. Lenovo. Lenovo's out of here. You know what I mean? for corporate. I'm telling you, man, once you get a DualShock or an Xbox One controller connected to a console, it doesn't get any better. Yep. I was thinking about how Rage is actually hard to play on mouse and keyboard because it's there got it is. so Thank many you. abilities. Thank you. That's, what I, that's all I'm going to say. Really? I was thinking it would be easier because the ability, like, that's... It's, Dude, those, those, there's so many buttons to press. Well, yeah, but everything else is just done with, like, what is it? Uh, left well, bumper? No, and, and I a mean, button? not really. It's so hard. You got to focus and, and you got to press two buttons at once all the time. So you're constantly like on the keyboard doing that. Oh, really? It's, it's pretty tricky. Yeah, it's not as easy on controllers either. Nick, thank you so much for your time and your thank you, impressions. Thank you, Andrea. Thank Bye, you, Nick. Go back to watching your MMA YouTube videos. Heck yeah. <laughs> Will do. Uh, Andrea. Yes, Greg. We went to lovely Santa Monica, sunny Santa Monica. To play a bunch of games for Judges Week. Of course, this is pre-E3. Of course, the majority of these things all embargoed out the wazoo. Yes. However, there are a handful of games that are not embargoed out the wazoo that we want to talk about. Andrea, tell me about Rocket Arena. So Rocket Arena was announced this week. It's being published by Nexon, and it's being created by a new studio called Final Strike Games. This is a bunch of um, ex-Halo devs up in Bellevue, Washington, that are making this 3v3 um, arena shooter, but... Projectiles only. Yes, but it's non-lethal. So you don't die in this game. You just get knocked out of the arena. So it's a a rocket base. And so that means not only do you shoot rockets, but the idea of like leading your shots because it's a slower firing projectile um, is a huge part of the gameplay. And then, um, of course, you get... Uh, some really cool rocket abilities as well. And there's gameplay up or a trailer. And yeah, all. there like is now. Yeah, they put, they dropped a press release this week, had some stuff up. Yeah. yeah, the beta, I believe, begins on May 23rd. Yeah, 23rd through 29, you can get in on the uh, the Nexon launcher and Steam. You can get in for the beta there. Uh, later, it's coming, of course, to PC, Xbox One. It's going to be cross-platform on PC and Xbox One at launch with PlayStation 4 currently in development, it says. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, yeah, but the idea oh, yeah, here, right? Yeah, th- throw yeah, it, it was. Thank really, you. really fun. It's really, really fast. It's really, really fun. It's easy to get into. As Andrea said, 3v3. It's all five-minute matches. There's a bunch of different modes to get into. And everybody obviously has unique so abilities, like unique, unique powers. Rocket Arena. Yeah, so... Is that the highest risk? I thought that the art style reminded me a lot of Fortnite. Even 100%. down to some of the fonts that they used. Yeah. It felt very Fortnite. I mean, like, if you even just look at their beta, like, that's this is almost the Fortnite font. 100%. Yeah, right? 100%. Oh, yeah. It's a little um, Fortnite-y as well in style, you're right. So the art style is kind of yeah. like, well, that's, you know, you guys really maybe pulled some inspir- real engine? <laughs> inspiration. Oh, yeah, look at the trailer. It is cut like a Fortnite trailer, now that you're saying it. Sure, and it's got... The, it's, I get it. And that's their whole thing, is they, I mean, they're going for a... 
kid-friendly vibe to it, mm-hmm. right? It is free to play. I think play. that's smart, actually. It, is to jump, it does have you jumping in there. As we said, yeah, no killing. What it is is basically Smash Bros. As you see right there, that's that guy getting eliminated. When your cool. When your health bar gets up, you start getting a flashing thing of you're about to, and then it's basically one more shot. It'll kick you out of the world. You'll lose a life or whatever the game mode is, and then come back in, skating on a rocket, come back in, and get ready to fight and back for it again. It. We, we did. did. Yeah. So we played a couple of different modes. So the three modes that we played were... I got it as Knockout. Yes. Where you, you get three pips, you lose them and you lose or whatever. So you have three, yeah, pips. you have three, it's 3v3, so everyone has three badges. And then every time you get knocked out oh, of the you arena, lose. you lose a badge. And then the first team to lose all their badges loses, yeah. right? So the idea is you don't want to get knocked out and lose a badge. Next one we played was Mega Rocket, which is basically capture. Mega rocket. Yeah, so you just capture Control. points on the map where oh. the rocket is, you capture the rocket. And then the third one was Rocket Ball. ball. Correct. Where there's a, you know, we gotta, there's a ball rolling around, you got to get it and then advance it to the goal. But people are oh. shooting at you. You can lose it. You That's can throw it. Like capture the flag, maybe, but a little. It does feel yeah. a lot like capture the flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They called kind of it basketball game. meets football, um, but there was really no basketball element. To the this one thing at is all. that you can throw it, so you can kind of shoot it, but like yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah you can pass thing, so. the ball between the people on your team. Yeah. Um, and so they showed us a couple different characters. The character that I really enjoyed my most amount of time with was Amphora. Me too. So she was super cool. Um, on the website, they say she's the pride of the undersea crystal reef colony. Raised by a pair of brilliant scientists, Amphora has all the intelligence of her parents and unleashes fast firing charged torpedo and devastating undersea mines. But more she importantly, can, she can turn to water like Alex Mack. Well, she it looks like she turns into. Uh, a, 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 stingray. a stingray made of water. Yeah. But if you sit so there I, and you go, this is the sequel to Alex Mack, you can just pretend she's yeah. Alex Mack. So I might have missed this a little bit sure. or if you mentioned it. it. There's classes that you choose from? or It's or, not classes. You have individual it's characters. It's hero-based. So think, yeah, I think it's like champions or well, it's like a full... Like, like Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I meant by that. Sorry. But there's different characters that have specific loadouts. It's not like Fortnite or anything where everybody has the same. Correct. Thing. No, it's not like where you, you can interchange and, your inventory with the... Is there the, a loot? Um... No. Not that we were aware of. Design it's, weapons on the map. No, you no. come in with your weapons and your abilities like and use them there. Yeah, okay. it's very much. It's more like Overwatch than Fortnite gameplay. Just the art style reminded me a little bit more mm-hmm. of Fortnite than Overwatch. But Absolutely. yeah, so each one has like um, like a like a throwable ability usually or a, a gun ability and then a special and so. Kind of, you know. You you mentioned Sea of Thieves. I played a lot as Blastbeard as well, right? He's got an area of effect smash to get everybody away when you're trying to How's use the a control guy? point. So. Yeah, but you also have a giant charge shot for your cannon. You have a smaller cannon to do stuff. And like she's got, yeah, uh, uh, Amphora has the mines that are the missiles that, that she was talking about, right? Where yeah, like the, you shoot them off and they, they they actually track on their own and go the after charge things. torpedo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the other character I really liked was um, Izel. So she um, hails from the gemstone jungle. Uh, so she's got a spear and then bolus snares, which is great because so her ability kind of closes the gap. And so what's cool about her is that if you're a more aggressive player, you know, she can do a lot of charges and close quarters attacks. I mean, when they say it's an arena, it does feel like an arena. It doesn't feel like a map where there's like a lot of corridors and things to learn. Like you can yeah, see pretty much everybody all the time where everybody is on the arena. You're not going to be having to go hunt your opponents down. Yeah, you will see where they are. Halo arena, if you will, right? Yeah, like well, a map design I, that's not too big. I would say it's more Unreal Tournament. More UT, it's, yeah, it's meant to have you frantically playing and yeah, going and shooting each other. It's like super well, fast matches. Okay. 
Uh, as you play, you're unlocking, or you have artifacts. You're leveling up, which unlocks artifact, artifacts, which you can then apply and choose what to your character. What so like, this is do for you, yeah. exactly if they're gonna ha- you know make your special come quicker if they're gonna do these different ideas, right? So there is a leveling system there, and to, you didn't get to see much of it, is what you're saying? Not no, really. They had a whole bunch of shit unlocked, but we weren't you know we, so you're applying it yourself. But okay. that's the idea are, of keeping like, you a couple back. things that we saw that are under embargo. Uh, for a couple more weeks, I believe. But uh, <laughs> I, see I, tried. What, I see what you did I there, Fran. Like what I really liked about the customization, because as a free-to-play game, obviously they're going to rely on microtransactions for cosmetics in order to get people excited about making purchases in the game, just like Fortnite does. Um, you can customize the the rocket trail, um, so it, you have like this like tail, right? Um, and oh, you like can the make it trail, like, like the comet it, tail kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. um, and so you That's can cool. customize that. the color of it and the style and the look of it. Yeah, they have a bunch of different costumes. Yeah, different and, skins for you to put yeah, on character things like and stuff. that. Shaders. Yeah, it's interesting. We- weapon skins? No, I didn't see, I didn't about see that. weapon skins, no. but I think the some of the weapon skins might go along with the full costume skin. But I would have to go back and, okay. and look Emos? to be sure. I believe there is emotes. I think, there, I think there was stuff on that. No battle pass on that we saw. There was nothing. Wait on there until that we you guys are like, I couldn't say. <laughs> I'm waiting to tread into that. I'm just saying what we saw, France. So wink, sure, wink, exactly. You know what I mean? Who knows what's true? Um, Andrew, what was your takeaway from it though? Is it a game you're going to play at launch? You think? Which is when? Be- um, it was just closed beta. beta. Now. 2019 is yeah. We don't know when the actual launch is going to be, but. I definitely will check it out. I yeah. like that it's fast paced. So many of these PvP only games feel like, you know, you're constantly dying and respawn, dying and respawn. And yeah, it's yeah. just it gets exhausting and I like that you don't actually die, you just get knocked out of the arena so it doesn't feel yeah. like you're um getting punished necessarily. And I think the modes of from what we've seen are really easy to pick up, but this it is not something smart. that I can imagine myself playing for hours and hours at a time. I think it's fun. I can see. I think there will be people who want to get in there and play for hours and hours at a time and actually get in there and grind it out. It is when you're talking about if you're drawn to that kind of gameplay, why not Fortnite? Why not Overwatch kind of thing? I don't know if it's got if, if from what we saw in this first taste gave me that. What it did, though, is 3v3 definitely was. Oh, man, this is going to be a party mode. Like we have to do a party mode of this mm-hmm. of us, uh, hopefully getting six of us all together to play each other on it because yeah. it was fun. It was frantic, especially for, you know, getting dropped in and just playing a bunch of rounds as we did for like, what, 30 minutes 40 minutes like I felt like by the end of it I had a pretty good grasp of how to be M4 right and run around and do things and actually be competitive which is something for those kind of games yeah it's a from the distance it sounds like a pretty smart and unique mix I like that it's sort of for everybody that it doesn't go down this road of being ultra you know violent or whatever and I think Fortnite nailed that and is a big reason for its success um, and even then it's got real guns that sometimes parents or others are sort of concerned about but um, that Smash Brothers model the more yeah. I think about it like that that's what one of the things that made Smash Brothers special like you get the crappy out of you but you had a stock and like it's just fun and like when you play other fighters even if they're you know, different styles, like just the getting knocked out or beaten up after a few rounds is pretty, it's a little more hardcore called professional vibe. Um, so maybe this will have a little more of that just like fun arcadey get in, get out. Um, but with a skill gap, you do still need a skill gap in it. For sure. But, uh, but that's why, like, honestly, when I go into Fortnite on PC in particular, but um, in, any of these platforms, and Apex is the same, like people have gotten so good. Yeah. And part of it is the style of gameplay. So I'm kind of curious if this maybe can keep it from going too far 
to the end of the skill gap. Although that's, again, arguably what attracts a lot of players is when you can go really high and be really good at it. So. I think it's one of those that there's going to be the dedicated who want to get in there are going to have strats that allow them to actually fucking own a map, but mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be unbeatable yeah. strats. Hopefully it does. I mean, Smash Brothers has that. Like, there's just players I, who are when incredible. When I was playing as Amphora in the 3v3, you know, stock lives match, I felt like, oh man, I'm doing a great job here. And I saw other people being uh, Blackbeard, whatever I call him, Blastbeard. And I was like, oh man, I want to try him in the next one. And the next one was the, you know, capture control points thing. And like, at first I was like, oh, I'm getting worked. Everybody's shooting faster than me. They're dealing more damage. But then when I figured out the uh, AOE attack, right, that was like, oh, how to clear people from the zone, keep my team in and actually go with it. I could see where you can actually have a strat there if you wanted to get that deep into it with your three of like, all right, cool. Yeah. It's this kind of thing. I'm going to run Blastbeard. You run this. You, do, you know how to do that. We'll see. I want in on it. You said around May twenty. May twenty third is the start of the beta. Third. That's yeah. soon. Next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. And it's on PC, so there you go. Yeah. You loser. Um, Andrea. Yes. After we played the new Splinter Cell, we went off to independent <laughs> game. I'm kidding right now, isn't it? Or am that I kidding? I don't know. And I like, yeah, yeah, pretty like, solid. Yeah, fake it out. Yeah. Now, if we ever do break an embargo, was Ruby I really soft. breaking was the embargo? Really? Was I not? Yeah, Just, fucking Ubisoft. As long as you recover like that, you'll never fucking know. Nobody knows. You know what I mean? Now, we went to the independent game night, right? One of my favorite ones at Judges, where basically all the indies get together and like, listen, we can't afford one of these expansive hotel rooms. Here's a place for you to drink a bunch of beer and play a bunch of games. We go, yeah. Some of those games are embargoed. Uh, however, you and I took the internet by storm playing Supermarket Shriek. We sure did. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you're familiar with Supermarket Shriek. It was in the original Kind of Funny Games showcase back in December. And the idea, of course, is that it's a person and a goat in a shopping cart that yell <laughs> and their voices propel them through the, the maze, basically, right? The track of obstacles to get you to the finish line inside of a supermarket. Yeah. However, Fran, We've seen it before, and we've understood, of course, uh, your you know your right trigger and your left trigger are going to control the person or the goat, right? And that you you hold the thing, and that'll push out the sound. And that it's think of it like you have two jets, right? Okay. So you do. So if you only use one jet, you can then turn whatever direction that jet's pushing you on the side. Or of the like cart. you're in a canoe. Or okay. a canoe, I guess. Sure, okay. if you think like that, right? However, what makes the game super interesting? Kevin, can you bring up another trailer while we talk about it too? Yeah, I would love to get. To, I'm like a is little that, lost on it. And, wh- and this is the way we will play it for party mode. We will play. I mean, oh, you, you and I got to, yeah. the way Andrew and I did is that, of course, it's not. You don't have to use the controller. You can plug in microphones and just shriek and scream. So it'll assign the microphone to the right or the that left, and then you get to go. Oh, it was great. Trust That's me. That's pretty hilarious. I love that. My wife was telling me because yeah, she so was there working. So you can see on each of the sides, the right or the left side, the audio bar. And you turn by screaming. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's it's like sensitive. So if you're using the controllers here on the audio bars, right, for your shoulders, you can just give it a little bit of juice or a lot of juice. But if you want to, you know, yell in yourself, there you go. So you see, this is actually an interesting one. This is a, uh, the this is an earlier build, I think, because the build we were playing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrea, had far more pronounced like audio waves coming off the people. So you yeah, saw so and you go. Yeah, so you can see who was. Wait, I got an idea. Okay. Yeah. Can you replay that? Or just what are the gameplay? Just so we can see the gameplay. I was like, can you guys show me what it might sound like? Yeah. So there, you can see it there the audio waves coming uh, off. Yeah. But what would you be doing? Well, right no, you don't even have oh, to so do that. Greg, you don't have to do that. Go to go to Twitter.com/slash/gameovergreggy. Uh, oh yeah, we can find put a clip of it. Uh, yeah. Game Informer had the exclusive. We gave them the rights uh, <laughs> that they could put up the exclusive <laughs> clip there, and uh, we did that. Greg was just going. Because uh, uh, <laughs> well, initially, when I started going, ah, it was too loud. Like everyone in the room up there, and like oh, I was yeah, talking yeah. to Jen about it last night at dinner because she was there working creature in a creature in the well, and she was like. Yeah, no, I, I, when you were doing that, everybody was like, uh, that's your husband, huh? And she's like, yeah, that's my husband. That's what he does. Great. Keep um, scrolling. You'll get but I was making, from, yeah, I was yeah. making I goat noises. There it is. There it is. You just passed it. There, there it is. Yeah. that one. Imra uh, oh, you were there with Imra. Yeah, Imran breaking the, breaking the, the news over there. Are you going to be able to hear it? 
Um, maybe is the sound turned up on the TV? Don't worry if not, Kev. They can they can pretend. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, he's got Kevin's prepping it. Here we go. What a professional. Three, two, one. Nope. Sounds off. No sound. No sound for us. There we go. Go from the beginning. Oh no, Greg, you didn't go. So this is after I started dialing it down. Party mode, I won't die. I'll be fucking yelling and doing it. It's your house. You can do it. And there you go. One star. That's what we got on it. Because it's hard. It's really it's hard. It's really hard. It, but here's the thing. It's fun. It reminds me of somewhere between Overcooked, Goat Simulator, and Octodad. Right? Where part of the fun and the challenge is the fact that this is a far from precise control scheme. And then it went, it's the Overcooked method of working together. And you, yeah, yeah. you didn't go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then with the microphones, I couldn't communicate. I was the only one playing on a mic because the other mic wasn't working. So Andrew would be like, do this, do that. And I was like, I can't. I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. I need you to do because if it, I do, it'll be a part of the challenge, if right? You talk, it'll like into the microphone. Yeah. It'll yeah, exactly. So, and I I nope. don't know how it's gonna work for single player by using a microphone because yeah, I don't know if with, you can right with independent out. I think you maybe have to use the triggers. Well, yeah. Streamers, you need a way to mute that. You know. No, you want that. You want that. Every time yeah. you talk to chat, you yeah, just exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, it's you know, it, it starts. Was a, it was a dumb fun game. It is, and that's what I think. I did, I don't Looks think they're funny. looking for anything else from it, right? As in terms yeah. of what it is. But I, I like that the you know when we fir- the first ones we did, Andrea, right? Were all right, cool. You're going through the shopping or the supermarket, and it's basically like bumper bowling, right? Where mm-hmm. you're just hitting the sides and no big deal, and you get correct and you go. Whereas the later ones were all right. Now there's axes swinging back and forth. There's this fire hazard. There's these things that are propelling you up into the air. Like, yeah, there's a super hot level, and the world only moves when you shriek. So it's like it's it's cute and it's fun. Yeah. And I, from the taste of it, I think it goes. When I saw it for a showcase, and I'd seen it, I think just in video form, it was that question of ah, what a cute idea. Is it something you'd want to play for a length of time? No. I think <laughs> watching it, like I think the levels progress enough that I do think it's going to be. Oh, in the same way I would do Overcooked for Joey and I or Poe and I, right? Where it's like. Cool, we did it. Well, I mean, we only got two stars. I bet we can perfect that better because I screwed up here and I shouldn't do this and yada yada and go back and do it again. And then the next level keep getting harder and challenging and doing these things. I think over time there's a lot there to go through and play. So looks funny. It'll be it's definitely funny and it'll be an interesting one. Uh Andrea. Yes. Uh Sayonara Wild Hearts was there. Did you play this? Did not. I don't I no, won't, not my thing. I won't yeah, I've talked about it in games cast before. Like neon yep, it's the one that's like a concept animated. album. They look I watched the demo, I didn't play it. It was the Looks same demo cool. I played back around GDC or whatever. Uh still super hyped for that game. Still think it's a super cool idea of basically playing through an indie music album with cool party mode pinks and purples cool. and shooting and kicking and getting hearts and such. Do we know around when it comes out? Uh, no, I still don't think they have anything closer okay. than that. You know how these indies one are. One of those. One of these things. We'll get it when we get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, but you did play the Sojourn. Yes. Tell me about the Sojourn. So I started playing this game. So this is a first-person puzzle game being published by Iceberg Interactive, and the name of the dev is escaping my mind right now, and I don't have my... I had to handwrite notes for this one because I didn't bring my laptop with me uh, to the independent evening, but um, I started... Shifting pl- Tides. Shifting Tides, that's it. I started playing, and then... The Sojourn. The problem with playing a puzzle game at a <laughs> event with those, so many people around. Where a guy screaming to be a goat <laughs> behind <laughs> you. Everybody wants to backseat game you too. Mm, and so, oh, no. And I was like. I hate that. And I got I got flustered because so many people were like, no, try this or go here. And so I just, I put the controller down and was like, 
You know you, what? You go ahead. No, no one plays it so, now. So Simer, <laughs> so Simer picked it up, picked up the controller, and I sat down next to her and watched her play. And we ended up working together a little bit, but it's it's you a really screaming at her. No, go over there. Would you? No, did not, <laughs> dude. I can't wait for one of the games we played that was co-op for the embargo to lift because I yeah I, t- I was in a, I was doing another demo, Fran, and I took off my headphones and I I tweeted it, but I heard from the other side. What was it? It was like God damn. It was Andrea. God damn it, help me! And Steimer, oh, fuck, I heard come about over it. here. <laughs> I said, stop yelling at me because Steimer kept yelling at me because it was a co-op game that you really have to work together on, and like we just we were having we had a rough go. Then we ended up doing really well. We were one of the only people to get us far. In that demo. Very nice. The people next to us gave up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 I'm excited. Um, but anyway, I don't want to accidentally talk about that game. No, no. So, I mean, me and McCaffrey beat uh, it. Don't worry. Yeah. No big deal. IGN for the win. <laughs> Did you get to, No, we'll talk about that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. no, it was right when Sam Fisher came back and was like, it's your turn, kid. <laughs> Toss me the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Sojourn is a game about lightness and dark. And so that's a puzzle game where you shift between the light mode and the dark mode and certain puzzle elements will show up in each mode. And so in order to shift the mode, you walk through the level and you'll see these little flames um, on like the walkway. And so you step into the flame and then it shifts to the dark mode. When you're in dark mode, there's a meter attached to how long you're in the mode for. If you're standing still, the meter doesn't move. But as soon as you start to move, the meter starts to go down. And so you have to use the meter to strategically position yourself throughout the level to find out, like, so if I'm in dark mode and a bridge appears, like, okay, how many steps is it going to take for me to get over to that bridge and cross the bridge before the bridge disappears underneath me, right? Yeah, got it. Um, is this isometric, 2D? Um, no, it's first, first person. person. Oh, it's first person. Yeah, first person, 3D. And... The, there's gives another, off witness vibes in terms oh, of, a gla- yeah. of a glance and it's a puzzle game. Obviously right. the mechanics are very different. Very different, yeah. So there's also a, a swap element. So you see these statues, almost like pieces of art, throughout the level. And when you're in dark mode, you can swap places with them. So when you swap, the statue will move to where you are and you will move to where the statue was in the level. So you can use that to help solve puzzles because there's a lot of, uh, in some of the later levels that we played, you have to position those statues in very specific spots on the map in order to progress. And so it's this puzzle of like, how do I swap it around the map in order to get it into the right spot? And then also keeping in mind this like light and dark mode and how that affects the world. And so they layer in more puzzle elements on top of it. I asked about the narrative of the game. I was like, you know, so what's what's happening with the story here? And, and they said there's really like no structure. It's designed to be metaphorical. It's designed mm-hmm. to be up for interpretation. Like any piece of art, They're like if you go into a museum and look at a piece of art, everyone's going to interpret what that art means differently. And the game makers really wanted to kind of put that emphasis in the narrative of this game. I thought it was kind of cool. It's about yeah, the for force sure. and the dark side. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it's about. For Sojourn you. means a temporary stay. I guess I didn't know that. I was—I don't know if that's the intention of that. I mean, right? it, it makes temporary sense. Stay in the dark world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's off to them. Then, you know so what I mean? it was it was cool. Great. And then the final one that we can talk about now: the creature in the well. Yes. Yeah, so I had not heard anything of this game. Full disclosure: I've heard familiar. a lot about it. Jean Vier Saint Ange Miller was the one doing the demo. Yeah, so it's a, she <laughs> propaganda rep, represents this. And if that wasn't enough of a reason for disclosure, it's made by Flight School, the people who hired me to do the crab game back in the day. Yeah. So like, there you go. Don't listen Full to me if you don't want to about it. But yeah. So I didn't know anything about this crab game, but I <laughs> I saw that a couple other people playing this game. 
And I was really intrigued by the art style. So it um, there's these Kevin, two guys, um, Adam and Bo. Um, Bo is the I remember this name. coder, I believe, and Adam's the art guy. That's correct. Um, and the art is heavily inspired by the creator, the artist of the original Hellboy comics. And so it does have this very comic booky kind of style to it. So it's top down, isometric, 2.5D. And it's uh, an an action adventure sort of pinball breakout I action pinball adventure action, dark it's a pinball souls action game. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, exactly. we've talked about this in Creature watching in on, the well on gamescast um, once before when the trailer hit yeah yeah so we've talked about yeah, it. yeah yeah no well, it's not even that tim played it at nindy's at gdc and he That's talked about it, it there that was too. the yeah, reveal yeah, yeah. So it's not right. top secret so Creature it was, in the well announcement trailer yeah so here's the announcement trailer for people watching on youtube and i really enjoyed the combat because it built upon the difficulty without being oppressively difficult. And so you play as this robot bot C, you're inside this mountain that is a weather machine that's causing this sandstorm by this creature. And this creature is trying to keep its dominance over these town people. It's like the loose narrative uh, the general was explaining to me. And so you have this sword and you hit these, what look like tennis balls almost, into these bumpers that look like pinball bumpers yep. throughout the world to charge up your attacks and use them to attack enemies. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really loved this game. And so I was yeah, really I excited really to hear cool. it's coming to Nintendo Switch. I think it's a perfect game. Um, and it's also coming to PC. And then they have another platform announcement yeah. happening at E3. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt what I say, but I, I'll start from this point is that I played an early, early demo of Creature and I was like, meh. I don't really like it. Uh, it, it, it. It wasn't I didn't like it. I was like, eh, I don't get it based on any of this. And then playing it now, months and months and months later of what it is and where it is, I was like, oh shit, this is fun and I like it and I do like the way it's progressing. Because originally I was having trouble wrapping my head around aiming the balls, doing all that stuff. But again, pr- like pre-alpha demo, right? Like super early. Whereas this one, they've come so far in terms of, I think from the get-go, it's easier to understand when you get in there of taking these motes of light, right? Bouncing them around, taking down the walls, aiming them correctly. He doesn't know what that means, friend. I, I do. You said Destiny nerds. Destiny. I do yeah. know what moats. it means. He said moats. Sorry. Nerds. But being able to hold it, remember. direct it, be able to charge it all. He's no longer a Destiny you know, player. When, uh, Fake fan. Uh, when you're a guardian, you're a guardian for life. That's um, what they say. Uh, sure, sure, right. sure. Eyes up, guardian. I what's know all your, these right, references. What's your light level at? I don't know. I don't even know. He's anymore. still got the terminology out. You're definitely. Exactly. You're yeah, still exactly. I listen to Peter Dinklage all the time. <laughs> oh, no. If only he was still the event. That's a good memory to go back yeah, to. That's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, Creature in the Well. Uh, interesting. Looks I'm, cool. I'm looking forward to it now, actually. Maybe it actually for, turned the corner for me. Now that you guys have played more and seen it a couple times, is the core of the gameplay mostly a pinball-esque mechanic, or is it more fighting the enemies? Like it is mostly a pinball-esque. Be, I mean, it's a lot the of like demo-wise batting into stuff, and, and there's a lot of things coming, dodging. It's almost like a shooter so in some ways. Actually, like. there is a lot of bullet hell mechanics in in the game as well, particularly in the boss fight. So you have two basic attacks. You have just a, a regular swing where you'll um, hit these. Um, Balls. Orbs or balls into of light. other <laughs> other <laughs> at, into enemies, and then you have a charge attack. So once you get, so you saw maybe in the trailer there that there'll be multiple orbs on screen, so you can charge up and kind of like 
grab them all and like this magnetic field and you can hit them all at once and it'll send all of them flying. Because some of the rooms are timed, right? So there's a bunch of different panels you need to knock down, but if you were to go one by one, they would, they'd reset and come back up. So you need to charge them up, go out, hit them all down. And then on top of that, you saw mm-hmm. in the trailer too, like the red lines will start to appear like, and it'll like crisscross like the top of a delicious Like a laser. Pie, and then it'll set the orbs on fire, which will oh. make them more powerful and, and as the, an attack. And the lattice will kill, hurt you, right? right. Like if you get right. caught in the red, but if you get hit by the laser, stuff. yeah, exactly. Seems yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah no, there's a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, of course. Flight School, uh, now working on, I guess, their second best game because, of course, Island Time VR, a much better game with a better voice cast. There's no voices in Creature. I didn't vo- hear any voice there's in no, VO. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll hit me back up to voice the Creature. <laughs> there, there it is. You know what I mean? You've got a couple of ends. Maybe you get that. Yeah. Or the goat sound. <laughs> uh, getting out. No judges week because I think that's pretty much where the embargoes end, right, Andrea? We Unless can't you wanted anything. to talk about after party. Oh shit! I forgot about after party. Right, Kevin had after party the list there. Uh, yeah, yes. after party the demo there. I talked about after party last week, right on this show of like games for 2019. I was super excited for, and after party made my list. Uh, I, it made the list based on the trailers, the obviously the pedigree of the studio, and then the voice cast, right? Of like you know Janina being in it, Ashley being in it, Alana being oh, in it. Uh, yeah, she's the main character. I still had I'd never played it though, so I had never actually played. It. I'd just seen stuff. So that was this was my first time to sit down with the demo that I think is the same demo that's been around forever. I think it's a GDC demo, yeah. Beer pong, right? To try to get up into the, yeah, the party exactly. at hell and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And man, not only I was already on my list based on everything I just said, but actually playing it and getting into it, it's even higher, I think, on my list. Because even though um what was the last game from them? The name always Oxen escapes Free. Me. Thank you. Oxen Free didn't click for me in the way I wanted it to. I enjoyed it fine, but I didn't think it was crazy. Yeah, so this is what it looks like. Exactly. Uh, This one is already there with the humor, the setting, the story. I'm way more involved, of course, with these two kids that have been sent to hell. They don't think they're supposed to be there yet. And through the course of this demo, they're working on how to get out of hell. They have to beat the devil in a drinking contest. They have to out-party the devil who parties every night, right? And so, like, but it was (laughs) that you go in there and you go to the bar and it's all conversation-based, at least from what we've played, right? So, Mm -hmm. So, like, you go there and you're talking to people and there's different choices which lead to different options. There's a when, couple, like, mini games. That's right. Oh, we'll get to it, yeah. When you get to the bar, though, you can order drinks and the drinks give you different they, abilities and give you different options or whatever. Do though. they always talk in tweets? No, no. This is that's just, just this is like as you're This really is cool the demo though. I played. This is the yeah, demo the I played. Yeah, the style and the animation and the right. lighting is really cool. But then, yeah. but So, the drinks give you different abilities which give you, or different conversation options which then can get you into different parts of the game or whatever. But then here, what's going to go on in this demo is that you go and play beer pong, which is one of those mini games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're throwing it and as you drink the screen starts you know getting more and more shaky and it's harder to play the game of getting your beer Almost, thing um, seems like a Tim Schafer game in some ways totally no 100% yeah, yeah you, could, you could see That's that 100% cool. yeah and not, like, is, yeah. It, is it funny at all hilarious yes. yeah. That's the whole point funny. of it right yeah yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because it's night school, right? And I mean, that is, I think even Oxen Free, like that was one of the big things about it for me. And that's where I think Oxen Free for me just got weird at the end, where it was just Mm -hmm. like, with the, I I liked them interacting and talking to each other. And then when they started adding the really super weird stuff, supernatural stuff, I was like, I don't know know if I needed it in this, in this game. Yeah. About being a teenager or whatever in this, but yeah, totally. I'm very excited. I got a little confused. It is night school and flight school. Yeah. (laughs) Night school, flight school. (laughs) You know when this is coming out? Anyone? I uh, think for after. Thought it was late 2019. Give it a Google real quick. I forget. Let me see what my notes. Are. Of course. Well, it's because they're all indies. They're not. They're not fucking tied to anything. You know yeah. these people, Fran. <laughs> they're not even. They're they like, oh, care. I don't know. Uh, we're still working on it. That's normally the answer. There was oh. one of the games we saw that was coming out summer, but I can't remember yeah, which one that was. Can you pre? Well, I think that it? was Creature. Creature's trailer ended with okay. uh, summer, didn't it? Um, Sounds right. 
Man, it's, it's not like usually you'd be on the front. Of, go to the store. Uh, is it right there, Kev? In the store? Probably not. I right. think it's 2019. That's it. But I don't know. Okay. Don't worry about it. it was a terrible. I just always, you know, I'm always thinking about that. Store. It didn't give us any answers. No sweat. Hmm. You're probably right that they don't have it yet. I don't think. I mean, it I think it's listed on Steam. Um, what do you got for me from Steam? And it does not seem to have a release date. You're right. These so. indies, man, they are in no rush to do anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it drives me crazy. All those resources. I mean, mm-hmm, come mm-hmm, on, put them mm-hmm, to good use. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. I'm just uh, even on my things here. No, God. Did nothing. Creature in the Well have a release date? By the way. Same the trailer thing. we just watched. I think summer 2019. That was it. That's right. That was a summer game, wasn't yeah, it? I yeah. think so. The trailer we just watched said summer 19. Um. So then, getting out of Judges Week, because now we're officially embargoed on everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. It's an embargo frame. Embargo. Don't twist my arm. Don't I mean, break my arm. The, let me ask you this: Is there an embargo day you can there's, say is coming up? Dude, there's so can many embargoes. Can you even say days. when? No. Like, there's so many fucking no. embargoes. You can't even say. No. no. They, here, it's a pretty. Most of them are during the week of E3. Okay. Yeah, there's That's a the few drips, but then yeah, the deluge is yeah. the week of E3 when the show starts. Yeah, no, usual. like most of them are like when the show proper starts, like after the conferences. And ninth is when things start to really heat off that weekend. Yeah, so Tuesday the 11th is day one of officially of E3 first day. About the conferences and stuff, and okay. So on the way to Judges Week, Fran Mirabella, you know what? Actually, you got in a challenge with the devil. No, I and wish. Man. Wait, I started is, a little game called what? Is there a, a, a sponsor read that we there should is, maybe do? I was do? about to do it. That's what you, you saw. You saw my gear click. You saw my gear. <laughs> on the way to <laughs> Judges Week, I played a little game called American Fugitive. You don't. And say. I'll tell you about that after a word from our sponsors. Today we're brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge you up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of the Kind of Funny Games cast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at greggy.robinhood.com. That's greggy.robinhood.com. Played, started a game called American Fugitive. So uh, what I'll say is I'm super, super early in it. I But this is what I do usually is I get people all the time on my email. Hit me up, right? With the, okay, hey, yeah, we got this game. This out. You want code. a code or whatever? I take the code. I put it on the thing. I play it on a flight. And I'm like, not for me. Okay, I get it. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. American Fugitive, I was like, I was actually talking to them. It was Curve Digital, right? I'm talking to them about another game, I think for the showcase. Like, hey, we got this other game coming up, uh, coming out on May 21st for PS4 and PC, May 23rd for the Nintendo Switch. Do you want a code? It's called American Fugitive. I was like, seems like an interesting name. Sure. Took it, downloaded it, started it. And it's one of those that I played maybe all of 30 minutes on the end of my LA flight because those flights are so early. And it's one that's now been sticking my brain. Like, I got to get back to that. The idea here is a imagine a throwback to classic GTA, but with more modern stylings. Mm -hmm. So it's that top down. You are a guy who's been, uh, I wrote down his name, right? Yeah, Will Riley. You've been accused of the murder of your father. Kevin, if you can throw up a trailer for this, American Fugitive. Yeah, I was watching um, it too. Yeah, it's, it's Why are you watching on your phone, telling friend? you this narrative and stuff, because Fran knows he's faster than you. 
He can just get it done. You know what I mean? Don't even have to say why. I mean, I would like to see it on the television, Kevan. He's going through his impressions. And so you can see it here. It's got this like top-down look, right? You see him carjacking right here, running against the cops. You have the star meter down there. You have a health thing over there. And like I think this is what I saw, which got me interested in it. Because I'm like, okay, sure, let's do more GTA. Let's do more GTA, right? But then jumping into it, it does a bunch of different interesting things where sure you've been accused by murder that's awesome but immediately when you i was playing it, it's like you're running around in this op- this open world is if you're watching right now you know top down elevated style here it, it yeah. very much looks like gta it's slightly here. tilted full 3d right 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 but like there was uh i went to the house like it was the thing wakes oh, up and it's telling you a story and like giving you dialogue choices of like just like the guy's face talking to his dad's face you know what i mean like the words there and yeah you, but then it was like all right come to my house and when you go to the houses and like you because you can break in this open world you can run and break into houses you can huh. do whatever you come up on the houses right and it's like do you want to peek in the window and you can like peek in the window and it doesn't show you it just says what you see or what's going on or whatever and then when you break into the house or enter the house what happens is you don't go in as a character you get like the blueprint and then like in this like I don't yeah, even I know. Like, adventure style, like, this. like you know, it's like a mini exactly. game. Almost. It's all, all it is is just like, this is not, not exactly. But you get the house pop up and you say what room you want to go in, and then it'll just show you. It'll just like light up that room that you're in that room now. And it's like, do you want to search? You can search. When you run into people in there, like uh, where I was playing, like I, I was broken into some lady's house. I, I went into a room. She was there, and so it pops up, and it's like, do you want to intimidate or do you want to flee? Oh, like it's it's like all these interesting choices like on a, top of it. It's like a layer. It's a new layer to yeah. a GTA game because of yeah. course back. In those it, days, right, we weren't going into the buildings. It's not the same, but it's almost reminded me of like obviously when Bioshock added in their little pipe puzzles, and but it's like a different layer in there. Yeah, of it's like taking you're sort you, of playing this mini right. game, but there's this has got dialogue within it, which is yeah, interesting. yeah, exactly. And going through, so I'm super early in it, but I'm really anxious to get back to it. It looks cool. Yeah, I like. I mean, I loved the original GTA's. Like, you know what I mean? Bef- I remember, yes. you know, being a huge GTA 2 fan. We were me and my friends played that nonstop. Terrible game now, though, huh? Of course, yeah. Just but nothing, like na- bare bones that game. Now, now, you, but th- that's why <laughs> this one's interesting, right? Of giving me a narrative I'm interested in of this guy trying to figure out who really killed his father uh, then this interesting world choice stuff in there uh, I put out more information from it right like yeah May, May 23rd on Switch May 21st PS4 and Xbox yeah. and so we know hold on hold on this what is, are you gonna do May 21st trophies? PS4 and PC May 23rd Nintendo Switch and May 24th Xbox One I left that off sorry ah. uh, it's Fallen Tree Games uh, the original it's a, originally two guys now it's five people the two studio founders have extended AAA backgrounds including Time Splitters Crisis Black and GoldenEye what? 007 Reloaded this is some like X-Rare and uh, what was the name of the Time Splitters studio uh, oh, that'll come to me later this is what happens when you've been doing this long you had thousands of developers dude today I couldn't remember the TurboGrafx <laughs> like that's how much information is in my head now. I'm like, fuck Bonk. Where was yeah, Bonk on? Was Bonk's I, you know what I mean? That's good people. That I, you know, the um, game's out for full next week. Hopefully, I'll get the chance to play more of it on this uh, Florida trip on the flight. Free radical design. Free radical. I was yeah. wondering, is it David and uh, David Doke? Is that who went on to do this? I think or? they would have named him. Right, that's a okay. name name. But I don't know. Whatever the case. Looking forward good, to playing more, and I'll get back to you more on the next Gamecast I'm on, which I don't think is next week. Andrea. Yes, Greg. You were playing Dauntless. Yes, so I won't spend too much time on this because I did a full preview uh, for the third segment of What's Good Games this week. Where can I get um, that? You can get it on the services where you download the Kind of Funny Games cast. Oh. You can get it on podcasts or at youtube.com slash what's good games. Um, 
and so I talk about it there for about 30 minutes because I did a really like deep dive preview. I went over to the Phoenix Lab studio. It's down in San Mateo, just down the road. Yeah. Um, got to meet some of the satellite team that's there because they have uh, two studios. They have the one here and then the bigger studio, which is up in Vancouver. So they've got about 100 people that have been working on Dauntless. And so for people who have not heard anything, uh, Dauntless is uh, an action combat game in the hunting action genre. So essentially this is... Uh, their take on Monster Hunter. Hell yes. And I first saw this game and played it at PAX South 2016. Oh, wow. So a while ago. Yeah, and it's come a long way since then. So it was in um, closed alpha, and then it was in closed beta, and then it was in open beta, and now their launch is next week, May wow. 21st, on Xbox One, PS4, and PC on the Epic Game Store specifically. Yeah. Um, they haven't detailed their crossplay plans, just to say that they are going to do crossplay, okay. which I thought was super exciting. Um, because that would have been really helpful when playing Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Um, and so it's four-player co-op, or you can do single-player matchmaking if you prefer, and you play a slayer, and slayers live for the hunt. Slayer. Um, you are a silent protagonist, but you do get to customize the character creator is fantastic. There's a ton of options to choose from. Um, they don't do a gender system. They do more of a, a masculine and feminine body type, but then you can kind of mix and match feature sets. You cool. can really make your character gender fluid if that's your bag. Um, and so I thought that was really cool that they had so many customization options in the character creator. Um, I said specifically asked about freckles because I couldn't find the freckle option and they're like, and they like had one of the artists send a screenshot. They're like, it's in there. It's just wow. not in the build you're playing. I love when that happens. And happened. I was like, they're that's like, so need to cool. make sure they know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Division can't even make red hair for Andrew. That, red hair, yeah. Better well, watch Well, that's the out. difference between getting to see a game at the studio, right? Yeah. So it was really fun for them that's to invite it. me over. Um, the art style I wrote looks like a mashup between Sea of Thieves and Fortnite. Um, that yeah. was the biggest thing for me. Is when I got an email about, I, I remember I couldn't do the demo, but I mm -hmm. looked into it at the time, and it was like, this is interesting. Just at, at a glance, it looks mm -hmm. really pretty, and it looks different. It, 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 it's got a, Kevin, can you bring this one up? Dauntless? Uh -huh. It's like... Okay, like I'm interested in this, so I'm glad. To, oh, I want to hear more. You liked it, though, right? Yes. So I spent about 60 minutes playing a couple different hunts in the game where they showed me uh, a couple of the newer behemoths that they're introducing. So there's 20 distinct archetypes of behemoths in the game, and each distinct archetype has a lesser version, a dire version, and a heroic version, which is like their end game content. And so each of those different versions of the behemoths, of course, come with different armor sets, sure. different uh, weapon classes. There are six different different weapon classes. They have, uh, let me see here, a sword, an axe, a hammer, chain blades, a repeater, which is dual guns, and then the war pike. Uh, so you got the great sword on the on the player on screen here. And yeah, take that. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's very much like the combat is very Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to... Dodge and roll. Dodge, yeah, dodge and now, roll, and dodge I, and roll. And I don't mean this as an insult as we watch it, right? But it seems like the HUD's more forgiving it's like it's less involved than monster hunter would you is that yes. correct okay so one of the things that attracted that me to the gameplay style of this is that it felt a lot more approachable in its rpg and combat systems than monster hunter mm. i played 75 hours of monster hunter world and i know that's scratching the surface for diehard monster hunter players but i after 75 hours i should have had a firm grasp sure. on all of the systems and i didn't there were still plenty of crafting systems and things that i never even touched in my playthrough and i never looked back and and that was something that was really exciting to me about 
really diving into Dallas is that there is a deep progression system, but it's not overly complicated, mm. uh, which I appreciated. So it's free it, to play. You got nothing to lose. Exactly. Right? Like, and so there's they have a guild system. You can do 100 players time. per guild, which is cool. They, and then they're doing expanded social systems and guild rewards coming later in the summer. Um, they have armor crafting, of course. There's like a whole cell system. The biggest takeaway I had with the armor system, which was like mind blowing for me, is that they have transmogrification in the game. Mm. Oh, wow. Because whenever you talk about uh, a system or a loot grind that has a heavy cosmetic element to it, transmog is super important because otherwise, why are you grinding for a gear set that maybe you're going to, you know, out level, right. you know, in a couple hours of gameplay? This is, I talked to them about Destiny. I yeah. was like, well, I, we've it hurts forever. my heart that I can't but, wear some of the cool armor sets I've gotten in I was Destiny. Just saying, for those who don't know what yeah. transmogging is. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so transmogification, transmogging is when you get to take a piece of gear. The, the cosmetic of it and keep the way it looks, but then you take another piece of gear and kind of strip the stats away from that gear yeah. um, and put it into the cosmetic piece you want or vice yeah. versa. You can yeah, think so about it. Yeah, so you get to look yeah. cool but still have the abilities of this other item and you know, it's been like a big right. Diablo thing for a long time, obviously. And exactly. I mean, yeah, it's been like, MM, it's a standard it, feature yeah. in MMOs and yeah. it just hasn't been in a lot of these live service games mm -hmm. and I don't know how difficult it is to build it into your RPG or your armor progression system, but I would just love to see it in more more games. Yeah, it's great that so, it's in there. So yeah, so I mean, it, it looks cool. Obviously, because it's uh, free to play, there are microtransactions, um, but it's emotes, dyes, armor cosmetics. Uh, you could also get all of those for free. They will drop on hunts as well. So, and depending on the level of hunt and your score, because they have a ranking system, mm. like an E through S, so E, D, C, B, A, and S. And so oh, how cool. well you do on the hunt, how many potions you take and things like that. And oh, they you have get ranked in each hunt. Yes. Each hunt has a rank. Mm. And then they have unlimited inventory slots oh, in Ramsgate. Nice. So you have limited slots, which, which you can take on the hunt with you. Cause obviously oh, you can't God. like take a hundred grenades with yeah. you is the example I used in what's good. But your like stash in the world is like, that's awesome. They're not going to wow. put restrictions. And I was like, Just yes. Crazy. I know okay. you only played a little bit of it. Like how long is a hunt? Is it super involved or depends is it depends on the level of the okay. behemoth that you're fighting and how many people are with you. Right. Yeah. So if you're taking on, you know, one of these heroic behemoths by yourself, it could take you, you know, probably 45 minutes or more because it has the same hunt mechanic of you have to go out into the world, uh, look for, for signs and for, um, indications of like where they are, like yeah, other yeah. birds like flying up somewhere. It's like, is the, the behemoth over there? And there's a flare system. So when you're playing co-op with people, you can look up into the sky and they have customizable flares nice. for the sky. And I was like, that sounds so awesome. All right, so, cool. That's neat. I I'm mean, interested. Like, I'm interested. Like I said, it's free to play. So it's going to literally cost you nothing if you like the hunting action genre and any of this sounds intriguing to you, it comes out next week. Awesome. Yeah, one interesting thing from the devs, they were talking to Casey DeFries over at IGN, who's like a huge Monster Hunter fan, and I believe likes this game as well. But they were saying that when Monster Hunter came out, they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, because you're free to play, you don't have maybe the deeper, you know, sort of polish and systems that something like that has. Well, they don't and, have the budget of Capcom, Yeah, right? they don't have it. And the marketing and everything, they're like, oh, no. But as it turns out, this genre isn't, like, widely spread. And, like, if you like Monster Hunter, there's not a lot else out there that's quite sure. like it. And so what they found was on week 
weekend, the first week it kind of went down the player base of the beta players. But then the weekends they were noticing people were coming back in more droves um, that it actually seems like a really good example of when you make a free to play based on some other games like this, that the community is getting bigger at large because there's more to play. And uh, I just thought that was a really positive side that you don't, you know, hear as much. Like sometimes yeah, you think that these big AAA games eat everybody else's lunch, but um, it sounds like it's been a good thing for Dauntless and it's just going to grow the well, player base. And the live service features that they're implementing, I detail more in the, in the what's good games preview. If you guys want to hear about like the hunt pass and what that means and like their, their public roadmap. Um, it sounds like they're designing this around a, uh, like daily quests, weekly quests, trying to get people into that nice. that grind to get them back into the game, you know, on an ongoing basis, which Monster Hunter does not do. Awesome. I'm really interested. Good it job. Looks great. Hey, thanks for doing your on the field reporting. Yeah. I can already tell it's one of those games. I'll be like, I'd love to play that. I don't know when I'm going to do that. I never got to Monster Hunter. So exactly. Because where are we going to find the time as we close out the show here talking about the division fucking oh, two. Uh, as we record this, we are mere hours away from going and doing the raid for the first time. Andrea's running with the what's good team. Fran and I are running with the kind of funny games team. Uh, I figured we should have a little bit of talk here. I, I you know, yeah. what are we getting into? What are we ready for? How are we feeling about this? So I am a little nervous based off what I've seen so far. It looks like you really have to uh, min-max your specific pieces of gear towards specific types of enemies, mostly like elite damage bonuses. Uh, the world's first on PC happened in about five hours, um, which well, is how long it took them, right? Right. But I think it actually did. did what uh, what I thought was for some reason they were it took them much longer to get it done. But maybe they didn't start until uh, later. Anyway, I walked that. Back I saw there. the screen caps. In other words, when I five twenty, yeah, yeah I you know what? I didn't see the hours. screenshot until like fifteen hours after it went live, and I think they just didn't tweet it out, maybe or something. And yeah, Division it. didn't say anything official till today. But it was a very long time. I thought we were going to hear early was the and point. And as of recording it. the show, there is not a console clear yet. Yeah, a, a us, team guys. of all console players have not done it tonight. Tonight, so like you talked about, like from what you've heard, mm -hmm. what's I've I've I haven't watched the trailer for the raid. The, I haven't I've watched, watched any of the streams for the raid. I know nothing about the raid. Like, yeah. where are you guys at? I'm blind. I, I'm, I'm blind as well. Blind. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah, yeah I haven't I looked at anything um, visually. Yeah. I've just been like looking in, you know, our Discord, yeah. and we have like a RPS. And chat going yeah. and kind of us talking about like how we're going to mm -hmm. prepare with gear, but I haven't looked at what the raid looks like at all. That's the best part about raids. I watched the trailer, which was fine. It didn't really spoil anything except for the location. And it's like, I don't whatever. know where it is. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Not going to tell you. Mars? Um, but uh, it, that's the best part about a raid for me is playing it blind. And frankly, that's why I was very upset when I heard that it was days away from this new reset, getting everyone See, they together. Just, they just sprung it on us. You, they said it was going to come the week after. And then they're like, just yeah. kidding. It's in, th it's in three days. It was like this hurry up and wait. We've got to get title update three done. We want to make sure everything's right. And we'll let you know to hurry up and get together this Thursday. Or, and this is where I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive to like, and thankfully it hasn't gone that way, but all the, you know, professional streamers and game, you know, folks who play all day, they get it done. Then the spoilers are out. Then the YouTube videos are up on the best strats and people start coming in. Then you eventually, too, it's hard to get together teams, which we'll talk about more, I think, here. Mm -hmm. And then you have people on your team who've watched videos and they're like trying to pretend. But then Maybe they, if I just pull this lever and shoot. Yeah. Oh, and they start win. saying, like, well, you might 
not want to use a sniper there. And it's like, why? what? Like, stop it. Like, I just want to experience this experiences for myself. Uh, I would have also loved to try for Worlds first, but it was just too you short a time. You can. You can try well, for PS4 Worlds first. No one's taken the title yet. I already gave up. But actually, that is awesome that it's still a potential. I don't know that Greg's going to stay up for 14 hours. Fuck or you. I will Why are you blaming me? No, you're right. I'm not blaming you. I'm, I'm trying to win it, motherfucker. No sleep till I'm Worlds honest, first. Greg, I was hoping you were going to be the... Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be the guy that's like, I got I to gotta call it. And then I can be no, like, I, yeah, that's too bad. I guess we got to go. We were... Like, we were I'm, we were down in LA or Santa Monica for Judges Week, and so I turned to Jen. I'm like, "All right, we need to have a serious conversation." <laughs> and I'm like, the, she I'm already like, knew what it was about. I was like, "I know we joke about the Division Two being a, a burden on a relationship a lot, but now it really is." Friday, <laughs> I need to just raid, and I, she's like, "No problem, I'll go out for drinks." Oh, I thought John Friday and Saturday are yeah. both raid days. Yeah, yeah. like um, both. But anyway, it's very special to do stuff blind. So I really just encourage the community to be respectful to that. Let people have their moment. Don't do any light spoilers. Oh, it's kind of like this. It always happens. There's this, I call it human nature. Unfortunately, there's something about this entitlement of just having information and you can't stop sharing it. But no, I hope that we, doesn't happen. We're gossipers us. as a species. <sighs> it's tough. But I had a question. Is this going to be your first raid, Greg? No, no. I've done Destiny. He raided with us in oh, Destiny. Oh, but have you done like... Like when they first release and all that. Uh, did we? Do, was I? Did I join you right away? It with was Destiny? pretty. It was so when we was did. We still didn't know things. I remember because it was. Yeah, like, it, I mean, we did. I we remember did when we. It was the one with the goblet Leviathan. dude, and when it was that thing of like jumping yeah, into callous. the jumping into the purple world, and people were like, "What the <laughs> fuck are we doing wrong?" And it was like four hours of what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, that part that of the cool raid way. requires such precision, and we didn't even know at the well, time. And though. you had to have the specific DPS weapon for the final, like the DPS wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you didn't, you were screwed. Yeah. And, but yeah. it was it was, was always tough that was first. that was my yeah. first raid, and especially my first blind raid. And I'll never forget turning it off, and it would been like five hours, <laughs> and I was like, we made little to no progress, and <laughs> it was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved that. That's why yeah. even tonight, where it's like. Cool, we go in there and we get clowned out after four hours and we've done nothing. It's like, Dude, that was so cool. I was thinking about it. I was, I was going to tell you, I was like, if you hadn't raided, I already thought about it, but yeah. you have, so you already know. But I'm like, for everyone, you usually have two choices. You can drink some tea, which is no caffeine, and it's very relaxing, and try to keep yourself calm. That's your one option. Or you get a lot of booze. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> and way. And you have one of two options is how you want to play it. I would recommend a tea option, which I never do, but I'm probably going to try that tonight because it can be tough. And booze what I've up. heard. Yeah, but then you get sloppy if yeah, you drink yeah. You do, actually. You do. I, I actually. Be, and then if you're the guy on the raid team that's the sloppy one. Yeah, mm -mm. You don't want that. But um, I was going to point out, I, I don't know anything about it. I want to keep it that way. But I do know that people I follow who I respect have been dropping out some people who are very good, like M Tashed, if you know M Tashed at all, he's really good. He's done tons of high DPS strap build videos and like he, his team just like couldn't do it. And that was on PC, I believe. And I'm just mm. like, oh boy. Like I didn't expect this of the division rate. It's an eight person rate as well, which is new. Um, which is but it, even tougher to coordinate eight people. I've heard that it, from what I'm hearing, it almost sounds like they this happens. They inadvertently design it for the top 5% of players. Sure. And sometimes we'll find out later there's a build or a strat and a, a cheese to like get through it. So we'll see. But the fact that it's gone on this long, I am shocked. I thought we were within four hours, five hours, for sure, right away, numerous people beating it. And, oh, I didn't get Worlds first, but this team did. And it was like dead silent most of the day. Yeah. So I'm pretty nervous that it's just they went too far. Do you care though? Do you do you mind that? Yeah, sort you, of. So here's the thing that I've been hearing yeah. is that 
uh, the reason why PC players are getting an advantage is because in the final fight, that the the way that the AI reacts requires a lot of really quick precision shots, mm-hmm. and you also have to have the right build with your gear, having gear set bonuses, having your specialist maxed out, making sure you have a lot of heal effects. Um, because you're just going to be downed constantly, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is normal for a raid. But um, yeah. the thing I'm concerned about is if they've tuned it specifically for PC players mm-hmm. and the DPS capabilities yeah, of using high refresh rate, higher processing speed, higher frame rate yeah. for PC, and it makes it so that people on console like physically can't do it because the tech is working against them, that's really troublesome. You, you can already see there's evidence of that. I mean, yeah. this happened with Destiny as well, and it was for those reasons you just cited. Console was behind. I mean, World's First has always been going to PC. So I'm a little concerned about that, but more than anything, I'm just shocked that this game, trying to get eight people together, um, that it that it's this hard. Now, sometimes there could be a side effect if it's so much fun that everybody suffers I'm actually okay with that. That's my my the, on the outside right now hearing about it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd love to clear it tonight and have awesome awesome yeah. gear, et cetera, whatever. I don't mind not doing it because I do feel I play the division every day if I'm here, right? And when I do, I'm not saying it's easy, but I feel everything's conquerable easily. Where if I need to get Fran on the thing, if I need to go do it, but I haven't run into a mission in the I, division. And I and I mean, I play challenging. I'm not saying I'm not into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like if this is. If I'm doing all the other stuff and having a great time and being challenged the level I am but still succeeding as I feel I do every time I set off on something, mm-hmm. if the raid is the one thing where they're like, no, motherfucker, like You're you gotta work, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I can go yeah. I can go get I, the easy wins anytime I want over here. I, I gotta go get that Portilla black backpack boy. Yeah. You see how the I gotta is get it that. In there, really? Oh yeah. Oh, one of the season pass missions, challenge missions. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You drop in they the one of the backpack blings little wiener dog. I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Also, if you didn't know, uh both uh kind of funny logo, party mode logo, and then the what's good logo are all in now as clan uh, so cool. banners. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The banner looks so dope. It's yeah, so cool yeah. to see. Thank yeah, you so it's much awesome. for putting us in there. Um, yeah. But I think the reason why people are also concerned about the raid is not just the, the tech spec issue, but also this decision by Massive to come out and say we're not going to have the gear score be 515 drops. Um, as we said we were, we want to keep it at 500 for X, Y, and Z reasons. And that's troublesome because generally speaking, you know, you want to have that one or two high level piece of gear on your character to help offset the crazy DPS that sure. these these raid bosses require in order to be um, to be even defeatable, right? Yeah. I'm uh, super excited to play it. I, what I've heard has got me really worried, but that's okay. Again, I don't mind, like, with the state that it's at, I'm obviously, I'm concerned that they made it way too hard, and frankly, I'm, well, I don't want to review it too early. I'm just worried they were looking very closely at what happened with Last Wish and Destiny, and and you set the specs so high to make something so difficult because you think maybe that's this this prestige event. But sometimes you go too far, and we've seen that happen, and it can be very frustrating. How quickly do you think they'll turn it around if they did? Well, again, I don't want to speculate. It, I think if it's too hard, they they might even give it though like a full couple weeks, you know, to see how people adapt to it. And that's where I think it could get interesting. But um, but I literally have seeing the people who I again respect <laughs> dropping out. I'm like. Oh boy, because I'm I always describe myself as a medium min maxer. Like I my builds are like they're okay compared to someone who's like 
crazy. He's got a it. spreadsheet, right? Dude, yeah. I I almost never watch YouTube videos. I just like to play the way I like to play. Even because yeah. I know you know that about me, Greg, and you think of me as the min maxer. But because you're more like you just power kinda, per hour, friend. My, yeah, but my my uh, impression is you play a lot by feel. Like you get yep. the guns. You're not gonna go crazy and set. You don't know exactly what your damage and all that is supposed I, to that's be. That's never spoken to me in exactly. Destiny, DC Universe Online, and, and this. Yeah, and I'm telling you that I I pay some attention, but then then I did because the raids coming up. I was like, well, let me just look at like what some good builds are maybe. And I just quickly watched a few videos. I'm looking at some of the damage and health loadouts. And it's like, man, I'm so far from like how high you can go. And that is the amazing part about division. You, the, the high tier of what you can set your builds to if you really spend like a ton of time. It's crazy. I spent two and a half hours in menus last night trying to just clear stuff. And that's before I even got to the point of like, now I need to look through the stuff and figure out is there better options. Yeah. I'm not even there yet. I got to do it before we we go in. Um, where I'm going with this is I'm a little worried that it, it caters to that amazing, super hardcore in terms of building. Because meaning if you have to build at that level, you will have to get advice sure. or look at a YouTube and video. And the frustrating part about that is that it was a specific community question I got for Julian at one of the first preview yeah. events that we did. It was either late last year or earlier this year. Um, somebody said, hey, I felt like I spent way too much time in the original division trying to min-max my gear score. Are you guys simplifying the gear score system? And Julian said yes. Hmm. And it doesn't sound like they actually have simplified it at all. Yeah, and I, from what I've played, and I've put like 90 hours into yeah. the game so far, it's just like... It, it, it feels like the gear score is like a constant chase in a way that's forever unobtainable because once I get one piece of a set, then it's like, well, now I have to get like five more pieces of that set in order to get the gear score that I want. It's, yeah. right. it's uh, And then the mod system is a whole other bottle of wax. Yeah. So. yeah, and that's it's funny that like getting your gear up to, to 500 or whatever is easy now. It's the getting the thing you want. The right piece of gear. That not only yeah. is high level, but also comes with the perks you want or you have enough money to infuse the things into it that you want. And that's... That's where the game for me has broken my brain. And I'm frankly a lot less smarter than you all out there. I respect you so much. When I like go to the recalibration table sometimes, I'm like, oh my God, I have so many stats that I could potentially change on this. And it frankly, it just takes patience. Sure. Um, but anyway, some of that is to its strength. But sitting in menus, I do, it's still one of my biggest complaints about it. Um, I was. Just make like, the stash bigger. All my, because again, <laughs> part of it's because I, mean, I stream. I agree. It, <laughs> it does need to be increased, by the way. It's too much, especially inventory uh, for mods. Yeah. Mods drop all the time, and like, I don't want to have to like sit there are, and like, am I ever going to use this thing? What they're very them? hard to go through mods. That's actually one of the hardest things to go through. But um, anyway, what I was going to say is that some of that is to its strength because it's amazing what you can do if you know what you're doing. Just worried that the raid has played into that. Um, are we going to talk about matchmaking? Because that, that is was the, that was the final thing I want to touch on that you can't matchmake for the raid, yes, which I which, as somebody who doesn't raid often, right? And the division is my game. This is not controversial. It is because they. I don't know if they had promised it for the raid specifically. One of their but things they, said they yeah. released marketing material and sort of said all our activities will be matchmade. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. There's a there's, a, there's graphic a zoom that in screenshot out, yeah. that people. Oh took yikes! Why did they do that? It. Well, they yeah. I don't know. Because every time I talk to Julian in previews about the raid, he said there would be no matchmaking. And it's quite possible that that information was out there from Julian, or but, but it was not in like the core materials. And frankly, to be fair, if you can't follow everything, the game itself, um, everything is pretty much matchmaking. And so... And really well, well done. Yeah. I've been yeah, running... Yeah, you're talking about the public matchmaking. Yeah, yeah, I've been working on, uh, I've been well. working on the hard missions for my tro my platinum, yeah. and it's like that thing where I was jumping, boop, here's a bunch of guys. Oh, they're yeah. all good. So, all right, here we go. So I'm going to quickly side with maybe where you're going with, which is like, I get why I would like to try it without matchmaking, uh, although... 
I mean, again, I saw you know a few people saying like, just let people try. If they're frustrated, that's that, that should be the warning of if you're sure you want to matchmake, it could be frustrating. At least you get to try. Um, it has been very difficult though to put together an eight-person team, and I'm curious. It to has hear. not been difficult. No, no, no. He's Here's the thing: it, it, and, the real yeah, reason we did it. We had two slots we were worried about. We got that's it filled. The real reason why they. You don't, they, you don't have the dedication, Kevin. Why they can't do public matchmaking for the raid is because of the way that they do damage scaling based off the size of your group. So if they did, uh, if you went in with hour one with eight people, hour two, Joe Schmo, who is in the public matchmaking, is like, ah, my three-year-old's crying. I got to go, guys. Fucking kids. AFKs. Yeah. Right? And then you've got one less. And then this other guy's like, oh, I got to go take a shit yeah, for 20 minutes or whatever. Right? Yes. Like, And then now you have six players that's instanced for eight. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's like the trouble with public it's matchmaking is people just dipping minutes. out on on matches or they get disconnected and then trying to sync up with your party again with who you were if you're not with your friends is like almost impossible like like i absolutely understand why public matchmaking is just not feasible right now look at what happened with destiny 2 and the sherpa program they did and that kind of fell on its face you know so i just like i don't think that my my, public matchmaking is going to be an option for me it falls back into the category and this is just removing the promise on that marketing material that i saw too yeah but it falls back in the category of okay so the raid's different like you can match make and I feel like they've let you do you can play that whole game single player if you want right and like yeah you're gonna run up against challenges but you can eventually get them over and blah 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 blah. I feel like this is the example of cool this is something we specifically want you to do specific things for and it is we want you to join a clan we understand you don't want to play the game that way okay like I don't know are you on the gear grind on solo that you're not like in everybody belongs to a community right where I feel like I've been pimping the subreddit because there's so many subreddit threads right now I have a PC clan or I want to raid on Xbox and da 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 like you can get out there and find those people and do it and I understand you might say I don't want to do it that way blah 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 I get that but it falls back in that category of they the people who made the game do want you to do it that way and they've given you yeah what I, you're I'm a hundred hours in now right they've given me a hundred hours of I don't have to do that and yeah. if I look at that and I'm still like dope seems too hard too challenging I can go fuck off and play something else in the I same mean, doing world. a stronghold on challenging difficulty with public matchmaking is an incredible challenge no. so I, I just like I feel it's absolutely it, unrealistic, and b- the people who are being the loudest about this clearly do not raid in other games. Yeah. It. Well, I don't know. I I do agree that. Well, look for stars. I'm glad to hear that. Seemingly, it's so complex. You really need to have a full team, but also communication, and like they've designed it that way. Versus, you know, you might be surprised, but playing some of the strong. It might and, surprise you. But but people kind of get their stuff together and know what to do after playing a while, and you can play off comms. It's impressive. But the fact that it is that much of a high challenge, I'm excited about. So I do think there's something right about it. With like, look, you've got to communicate. I know that only we knew with Destiny, it was like 10 percent or 15 percent of people ever got to raid, and they, I assume, knew that choice going in. It's going to be a small population, but you've got to come together like you said. On the other side, though, it it is, well, moving past the marketing miscommunication, because that is the source of some of people's like, but I thought it was, I mean, they can now argue that I, that's why I bought it, you told me, and like, whatever, I understand Mm -hmm. that. That is frustrating if that's what you thought. But there is the side of, and I haven't seen it done before, but like, maybe we can get to a point where it's like, with enough, I always have said, like, if there's a warning and says you're opting in, this is not the recommended way to play, but just let me do it. 
And what if 30% of those people had an amazing experience and came together and form a clan? And Because that stuff does happen. As yeah. humans, that's the amazing part about coming together as community. So like, I, I don't want to be on the 70% of people that are so mad, that, like this is nuts. Like they might go in thinking that it might work or have the perception, yeah, I'll play anyway. But then they're like, that sucked. And then all the, the press and negativity out there. But what if the 30%, it was worth it? I'll just throw that out there. What if we try? No. Andrew <laughs> no. says, no, sorry. I, yeah, just, no. I, think I think they will. I think, I think you're living in a to. pipe dream world Do, where people don't all, DC all the time. Yeah, and I agree with you. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? That you're in the middle of the, the middle boss of fight of the raid and, and, and then this random that just match made course. with you just like dips out? But Dude, what if you, I would be livid. But what if you agreed to it? And there's that I've one seen you livid with your own claim. Yeah. Are you sure this is going to be incredibly frustrating? You are signing up for this. Yes. And then again, yes, you no, sure? No, no, At least no, give me no, the no, no, <laughs> no. You're wrong. It's a bad take. I <laughs> disagree. So I, I do disagree with trying and I would love to see and maybe Division's the first to say, you know what, we're gonna do a matchmaking alpha weekend or whatever, and like just try hmm. it and see what happens and give us the numbers too, of like whoever, like whatever data you have to show us that it failed or not. Because that's what makes this hard too, is it's a philosophy, it's not fact, that it won't work. Your, your points make tons of sense, but it's not a fact. I'll throw that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who will DC tonight as we play <laughs> the Rain ourselves, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We'll be hosting FM3 underscore. Of course, you can click over if you don't want to see Fran's inventories <laughs> to watch Andrea and her clan go at it on twitch.tv slash what's good games. Uh, the archives will be up there if you're somebody watching later on Monday, maybe. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast. Thank you so much for joining us and hanging out with us. Remember, each and every week, four, sometimes three, best friends gather on this table. Talk about video games and all the things they love about them. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Get the show with the pre and post show. That's right. There's more for us to talk about after this. Uh, no ads. Uh, but if you got no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can wait for Monday. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Where? The show will come to you and enjoy itself and be there. Uh, Tim and I are in Florida next week, so I think it's uh, you guys doing the games cast. I don't know. It's Tim plans this show. I'm normally. hosting the games cast. Nice. Yeah. Give Fran a hard time. You know what I mean? Oh, I always like do. she Thank does you. it already. All right. <laughs> uh, we got a post show to do, but until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Later, best friends. <laughs>